What's up, guys? Welcome. Coming to you live from Los Angeles, California. Your host, David Chandra. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you're all doing well and staying safe. We have a brand new episode on for today. We have a new guest, a second-year podiatry student at Kent State College of Podiatric Medicine. Marcus, say what's up to the listeners, man. Hi, everyone. How's it going? Thanks, Marcus, for coming on. It's a pleasure to have you, and I'm looking forward to what you have in store for us today, all the experiences, your story, and your journey into podiatry. So tell me a little bit about what you've been doing for the past couple months. Um, I know Corona has kind of ruined a little bit, but tell me how that's been finishing up your second year and your final exams. Congrats on that, by the way, too. Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you. I know the past few months have been different for myself and I'm sure many others. You know, I'm trying to wrap up second year, you know, the since March, you know, everything has been online. It was, you know, a much so, you know, a change for everyone and the professors as well, you know, adjusting. And, uh, but we did well, you know, the professors did a great job of um, making changes for us and we did a good job of adjusting. So we just took it one day at a time and then one week at a time and we finished it up well. Everything just transitioned smoothly. So I've, um, I've enjoyed it. You know, again, it was a change, but I'm glad everyone, you know, hung in there and finished up well. Yeah, so definitely. Like, definitely. I mean, it's completely different than what would be normal, right? And being oh, yeah. having classes online, taking exams online through that new system that you guys did, I'm sure was probably a struggle, but I'm glad that you guys got through successfully, especially you as well. So tell us a little bit about how or what classes you took in the second semester, just kind of list them off so the listeners know what classes you were having to do this past semester. Okay, um, we had pathology two, pharmacology two, uh, radiology two, we had pod med two, and pod med skills. We had intro to podiatric surgery, podiatric surgical skills, and um, some of us had um, simulated patients as well. Um, some people had it in the fall, and um, I was one of those people that had it during the spring. So I had that as well. Okay. And um, that's all of our the courses that I had. So how, so how many credits was that? Um, I'm honestly, Dave, not sure off the top of my head, but I, I think it was 18, if I'm not mistaken. 18, okay. Yeah, so yeah. for those of you listeners who kind of heard what Marcus said, it's a more classes, but the classes are worth a little bit less. So it's not to say that the classes are easier in any way, shape or form, but it's just more classes in a shorter period of time. And a couple of those are labs as well. So our second semester of second year, we take that 18 credits or so and first semester is about the same at 19 credits. And you're taking the first part of those classes that Marcus just named. So Tell me what was your favorite class this year that you took? I know you got into a little bit more of podiatry-related classes the second year. So which one was your favorite? Uh, my favorite was the intro to podiatric surgery. Um, I know Dr. Eric did a really good job, um, in my opinion, of you know um, delivering the material. And uh, it was, uh, again, uh, one of our first classes where we started to you know, see the surgical aspect of things and, you know, learning different suture techniques, you know, the different types of sutures, the different type of needles that we use for different procedures, yeah. you know, 
type of hardware that we apply and why we apply the AO principles yeah. and things like that. And um, it was really interesting to start to see that come into play Definitely. for the first time. You know, of course, I know a lot of us have shadowing experiences in the OR where we get to see those things being applied, but now we're starting to get to the point until we understand why, you know, they're applied to certain um, techniques. Definitely. And let me tell you one thing, though, from my externship experience, suturing is huge. So to you second years and even you first years that are out there or anyone in the medical profession, learn your suturing because it's tough. It's completely different. I've struggled with it a couple of times in this past two weeks, but, you know, practice makes perfect. So I'm glad that you like that surgery class and surgery is pretty big in the podiatry world. It's one of the aspects of podiatry for those of you who may not know. And so share with us a little bit about your past. So let's rewind back to where you came from and who you are. And I know that you have a unique background. You're from Louisiana, a small city there. So tell us a little bit about where you came from and your journey into undergrad and then kind of your journey into podiatry school as well. Okay, great. Um, Again, I'm from Elton, Louisiana. Elton is a very small town in Louisiana. Again, the last time I checked, the population was a little over a thousand people, so a very small place. Wow, okay. uh, Yeah, so I, from there, graduated there in 2013 and then went on to complete my undergraduate at Louisiana State University. So go Tigers, you know, they won the national championship. Joe um, Burrow. Yes, Joe Burrow. And, you know, um, it's funny being here in Ohio. He was a transfer from Ohio, so he kind of did us a favor. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got to stop you there, though. I got to stop you for a second and ask you to say go Tigers like uh, Coach O says it because I can't say it. All right, here we go. Go Tigers. All right, okay. I like that. That's what I wanted to hear, so – all right, we'll get back to your story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I enjoyed my experience there at LSU. It definitely was a transition coming from a very small town going to, a, um, you know, a very large institution where you have more students on cap- campus than you have in the town that you came from. So it was definitely a transition for me. But um, I enjoyed my time there again, enjoyed the football experience and I wasn't too far from where I lived uh, about an hour and 40 minutes away from Elton okay so enjoying my time there had the opportunity of shadowing a lot of different physicians during that time I was you know pre-med from the beginning Mm -hmm. uh, but just wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to go into so uh, one of the organizations on campus allowed students to shadow different physicians that they had on a list so I Picked a, a lot of different physicians to shadow: um, colorectal surgeons, dermatologists, um, family medicine physicians, and um, I, I enjoyed all of those experiences. And um, as you know, got closer to graduation, I still wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I enjoyed all of those experiences, but none of them quite fit exactly what I wanted to do. So yeah. after graduation. Um, did, again, did well at LSU. Um, I decided that I was going to take a year off just to, you know, give myself more time to decide exactly what I want to do and to save up some money for that transition. Yeah. Uh, I got a job working um, as a medical assistant at the Bone and Joint Clinic in Baton Rouge underneath a uh, hip and knee 
orthopedic surgeon. Okay. Um, I worked under him, and uh, the experience with him was um, was different. Um, I, I, to be honest, I didn't enjoy it as much as I, I thought I would. I, again, a very interesting field, you know, what, what he was doing. But, again, I, I just didn't have that you know, that passion for it. I, I, it was very interesting, but again, just, it didn't click with me, I would say. Yeah. And, um, while I was working there, they had two physicians that worked there. They had DPM behind their name. And at the time I just wasn't sure what that was, you know, we didn't get introduced to it at LSU. So, um, I went on the website, the bone and joint clinics website, and, um, each physician had a video, explaining what they did on a daily basis, you know, what their job entailed. So I watched mm -hmm. the videos for those two physicians that had DPM behind their name, and it was really interesting. So I um, couldn't shadow them due to, you know, just the legal reasons at the um, Bone and Joint Clinic, but I was able to go back to Lake Charles, Louisiana, which was like 35 minutes from Elton, okay. and shadow um, Dr. Tyson Green, who is now the residency director of Christ the St. Patrick's residency program in Lake Charles. And I know, David, you had the opportunity to extern with him. I did. Yes. Back in March, I was able to work with Dr. Green and Dr. Pouchot, two great uh, DPMs, two great podiatrists that I learned from. And yeah, tell us a little bit about that um, experience with him as well, too. So, the, um, again, I scheduled you know, a um, shadowing opportunity with him, and on the first day, he was doing wound care. It was wound care day, and again, I was kind of under, un unaware that you know he even did that. So the first day, we did wound care, and then I, um, I really enjoyed that. So I went back the following week, and um, on a Tuesday, and he was doing surgery, and then I went back on the following Wednesday, and he was doing clinic. Yeah. So, you know, that was, you know, three very diverse things that he was doing, you know, that I was like, wow, you know, this is a really diverse field. He's kind of doing everything here. Yeah. And, uh, but what really, you know, resonated with me was the wound care on that first day and the surgery on the, you know, that following Tuesday. You know, just seeing, you know, a very diverse group of patients come in, you know, with different types of wounds at different stages and, you know, him working with them to get those wounds healed. You know, I could um, relate to that, you know, having had family members who had lost limbs due to wounds and poor circulation, just uncontrolled diabetes, you know, just seeing that throughout my life, you know, them losing one limb and then within a you know, two to five year span, having to go back and have the other limb amputated as well. You know, I really want to be a part of a, a field where I could give back to that community of people who yeah. are struggling with wounds and poor circulation to help them, you know, save their limbs so they can have a better quality of life. So again, those two days with the surgery and the wound care really, you know, resonated with me, you know, versus all the other, you know, fields I had shadowed, you know, and everything. I, again, very interesting fields, but um, I found my passion whenever I shadowed Dr. Green. And, you know, I, I would say that to anyone, you know, you know, we go through and we see a lot of interesting things that we, you know, that we find interesting, but um, 
I would say, you know, keep looking until you find something that you're passionate about. And um, that's what happened to me. And, you know, I applied to, kept on shadowing Dr. Green, then applied to Kent. And uh, here I am. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And, and I'm glad that you were able to explore the different fields in medicine and kind of get your understanding of each field and then make your decision about which was the best fit for you. And like Marcus mentioned, the biggest thing in podiatry is you get a versatile, you get you you have a, a variety of things that you can do within the field of podiatry. And I've mentioned in previous episodes, two of the biggest things is wound care and limb salvage that Marcus highlighted. You can do surgery, you can work with orthopedics, you can work with geriatrics, you can work with pediatrics, and you can work with dermatology related to the whole wound care and everything like that. And th- all of these put together kind of make what a podiatrist make a podiatrist a podiatrist in 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 the small t- in a small sentence pretty much so and i'm glad that you know one thing resonated with you and you it pulled you into getting into that field and into that profession so tell us a little bit about how you've progressed through first year and second year and what you've learned and what you've been doing in school to kind of give back to the community to give back to the first years and the students that are coming up since now you're finished up your second year and you're going into that clinical exposure time now. Okay. And uh, so starting off, you know, first year was again, definitely a transition, you know, um, as a student, you're as a medical student, you're, you know, we're responsible for more material and, and responsible for learning it and understanding it in a shorter amount of time compared to undergrad. So, you know, you have to be uh, adaptable and flexible to the changes early on, you know, just find out what works and what doesn't work. And, you know, that was something that, you know, I had to do and, and you know, everyone has to do early on, you know, because, you know, you don't want to get to a point to where you're doing things that don't work and you're not being successful. So there is definitely a transition um, but the key for me was, you know, making a schedule, a weekly schedule and, you know, setting goals, daily goals of what I need to complete for each day and getting those goals achieved. So I, I think that's very important. And um, yeah. one of the biggest things I would say or the advice I can give anyone is to enjoy the process because First year, you know, is difficult, and I believe that second year is even more difficult. I, I don't, in my again, this is my opinion. I don't yeah. think that the courses themselves get easier. You know, some people would say that, but I, I don't think they do. Um, I, I think that you, as a student, get better at handling, you know, different courses. You yeah, know, definitely. Coursework. I mean, you, the courses get more and more complex. You know, you have to pay more attention to detail. So I think that we grow as students. And, you know, in that process, it's important to enjoy it, enjoy studying, enjoy the environment, enjoy the field, because it's already going to be difficult. We, we know that we've chosen a career path that's not it's not easy so it's going to be difficult and challenge it's going to challenge you yeah so in the process you have to enjoy it because you don't want to dread having to study you don't want to dread too much the early mornings yeah. and the late nights you know yeah. so i would say you know enjoy the process enjoy the people that you you're engaging with enjoy the patients mm-hmm. and you know um 
and again through first and second year, and a lot of my classmates they would say how stressed out they were. Yeah. And well, and they'll be like, Marcus, you don't seem stressed. And I was like, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I think that you know there's good stress and there's bad stress. If you are stressing to a point to where you you know you're having anxiety and you're not doing well and it's hindering you. you need, like I said before, you need to go ahead and put that in the trash. Yeah. You know, yeah. I wouldn't want anyone to, to stress to a point to where it's hindering it's hindering them. Now, if you, it's okay to have good stress to where you're kind of nervous, get your adrenaline flowing about an exam. You know, and just because. We don't know what's on an exam. It's okay to be nervous and you know about it because you know that's that's natural. But if it's getting to a point to where you can't even focus on the material that you learn because you're so stressed out, then you know that's not good stress at all. Find yeah. a good support system, find a group of people that will encourage you and you know family, anyone or anything, your faith. Yeah. Anything that can get you through this process and help you enjoy it without, again, dreading studying, dreading, you know, learning the, yeah. the material, you know, um, anything that can help you through this process and enjoy it. Definitely. So I, I know that that's what has helped me throughout the you know first and second year and you know even you know preparing for boards i would say that i'm not stressed about it you know the all we can do is study and prepare yeah, yeah. and do the best we can if you st stress about it you start you know worrying too much yeah worrying and, and, and it, it hinders you in the long run yeah so um for all the you know second years preparing for boards you know in at kent and you know, throughout all the other schools, my advice would be, you know, don't stress, guys. You know, we will prepare like we know we can and we'll be just fine. For sure. You know? Definitely. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad that you're able to give out these pieces of advice because it's useful for us at any point in our lives. You know, uh, right now for you, it's through classes and preparing for boards. And for me, it's going through externships. And for someone else, it could be completely different. But the most important thing, like you highlighted, which I've been also reiterating on the podcast is enjoy the journey enjoy the process which is the most important part and then uh, translate that bad stress into good stress and make sure that bad stress goes thrown in the trash and last but not least have a good support system and that's i think the most key part about all of this is you're having your family your friends and your loved ones around you that are pushing you each and every day and kind of letting you go to where you need to be when you forget what the end destination is sometimes that light look the light at the end of the tunnel looks way too far away, but, you know, it's yeah. closer than it seems sometimes, you know? So, and I'm glad, uh, Marcus, uh, for you being able to share that with us and telling us a little bit about your journey into podiatry and how school has treated you the past two years. I know you're also the clinical affairs, uh, director for clinical affairs of OPMSA. So tell us a little bit about that experience and why you got into that. Okay, great. I, um, I took on this role as the director of clinical affairs in February. Prior to that, I was the uh, director of clinical affairs elect. So I was, um, for a year, I was kind of um, shadowing Zach Hill, who is uh, fourth year now. He, he was the director of clinical affairs prior to 
to me. So for a year, I, I you know worked underneath him and worked with him and, and just kind of learning the ins and outs of the position. And before even uh, applying for the elect position, I spoke with him and just to see if it would be something that I would enjoy. And um, I, after talking with him, I knew it would be something that I would enjoy because it was, you know, an opportunity to give back to the students and help the students and to give back to the university and to get involved, you know, and I I would encourage everyone, whether even if you're not holding a position, if a a club is having something that's going on, if they're hosting an an event, I would encourage everyone to get involved, you know, um, interact with everyone. Yeah. And so um, I took advantage of this opportunity to mainly help the first and second year students get clinical exposure, yeah. you know, before going into third year where you transition from these, you know, the first two years being a lot of, you know, your general courses, you know, not too much clinic, clinical courses and then sure. you transition to third year, you know, so, you know, I wanted to, to give first and second years more of an opportunity to get clinical exposure. So we um, started shadowing experiences for, just the first and second year students were over winter break, spring break, and summer break at their leisure. They could go visit um, a local podiatrist who was gracious enough to allow students to go shadow him. So I was glad that we were able to offer that for the students. That's and, awesome, yeah. And then um, Zach Hill started a Best Foot Forward event where we get uh, – residents and residency directors from the from Ohio and from around the country to come and give presentations on their program and do clinical cases walk through cases with us yeah to again give us more clinical exposure and to help everyone just have an understanding of what residency programs are looking for mm-hmm. in a student that's applying. So I'm, I'm thankful that Zach laid that foundation and I'm um, have been keeping it going. And I hope that, you know, the person that will take my place will continue it as well. Yeah. Um, we're thankful for, for that opportunity and that they all, you know, residency directors and residents are, you know, giving us the opportunity to hear from them. Definitely. So, um, but again, overall, I'm thankful for the position. I'm hoping that I can lay a strong foundation for the person, or for Jordan Singerman. She's a second year. She will be taking my place next year. So hopefully okay. I'll lay a good foundation for yeah. her and it, you know, it'll continue to grow. So I'm thankful to give back to this university and the students. Definitely. And continue to do what you're doing, man. It's impressive. And big shout out to Zach. Big shout out to you and even Jordan, who's coming up. So hopefully you guys continue to doing this because it really helps the rest of the students, you know, and it helps us in getting that clinical exposure, being able to talk to residency directors and being able to talk to various different people within the field of podiatry that we might not have had access to because you guys present us with that access, you know, to be able to talk to them. And that leadership that you have will take you a long way even in the future. So I wish nothing but the best for you even in this coming year and third year, once you finish up boards and even for the students up and coming and, you know, you got to always lead by example and lay down that foundation so that they can pick it up, pick up that baton and keep it running, you know? So that's the most important part. So thanks Marcus for sharing a little bit about your journey and sharing a little bit about your story and what you're all about. And I 
I'm looking forward to what you have in store, even in the future. I'm sure that, you know, wherever your plans take you, um, you'll thrive in, you'll find that place for yourself because you found that within podiatry. And I'm sure wherever you go for residency and thereafter, I know you'll find success there as well. So thank you. Thank you Dave. Definitely, definitely. And it's been a pleasure to getting to know you as well in the past a uh, couple of months. I know we never yeah. really actually knew each other before that, yeah. but <laughs> hey, connection starts somewhere. And, you know, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm glad for this connection and this relationship as well and see oh, where God. this takes us. Yes, so am I. I know you, you know, gave some really good information and um, I'm thankful too. Definitely, definitely. So let's kind of transition a little bit into the session like I call rapid fire question session. So I just want to ask a couple of things so the listeners get to know who you really are, who Marcus really okay. is. So I know you have a uh, an interesting um, last name, Swallow. Is that right? Did I pronounce it right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so tell us. good. You'd be surprised how many <laughs> different answers I get just because or when, you know, I um, tell someone my last name and they're, you know, typing it or something like that. The first thing they want to do is type SW, you know, yeah. for like, like you swallow, but just for the listeners, it's pronounced swallow and it's spelled S-O-I-L-E-A-U. Yeah. And it used to have an X on it at some point in time, kind of like Go Tigers, which yeah. is Tigers and Go is spelled G-E-A-U-X. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> Put some respect on the name, right? Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so because you're from Louisiana and you have that rich culture, rich background, Tell me what your favorite thing that you like about Louisiana. My favorite thing about Louisiana, I would say, for, well, well, I'll name two things. Well, one, it would be the just the Southern hospitality. Definitely. I would say you can go there and, um, you know, eat good food. And, you know, from just my experience, I think everyone's there, you know, everyone's down to earth. You know, they'll speak to you. And, yeah. you know, you, you won't leave hungry. That's what I would say. <laughs> Definitely. <know? laughs> Yeah, and um, I just enjoy the, um, the the atmosphere of Louisiana. You know, we had the culture there. You know, with Mardi Gras and the um, seafood. You know, I know it's crawfish season back home right now, yeah, and I'm yeah. missing that a lot right yeah. now. I wasn't able to go back home due to COVID you know, COVID nineteen, but yeah. um, I'm missing the crawfish there and. So again, just the southern hospitality and the culture of Louisiana yeah. is what I love the most. I would um, my plans are to get back there um, after residency. If I don't do residency there, we'll see. Yeah, but um, I, I, re- I would love to go back. Definitely, and I'm hoping that that's where you end up if that's where your final goal and destination is. So, tell me one place you would like to visit if COVID nineteen wasn't here right now, and since you're on a small break before boards. Um, just, just anywhere that I would like anywhere, to Anywhere, yeah. Anywhere in the U.S. or overseas, wherever. One place that you would want to travel to. Let's see. I would probably want to go to San Diego, California. Okay. I went there once, but I didn't get to explore it as much. And I really enjoyed just the, the area there. Yeah. So I would really like to go back one day just to enjoy yeah. California. I know I went there in undergrad and it was just a, a brief um, time there. 
but um, I had never been out west before, and I, I really enjoyed my time there. It was really nice. Yeah, I can definitely attest to that. California has been great for the past couple of weeks here for me, and San Diego is only about an hour away, so hopefully I get a chance oh. to visit and send you oh, some I, pictures from here. <laughs> oh, yeah, I definitely recommend it. Like I said, I was there for a brief time, but uh, it was really nice. Yeah, definitely. And so thanks, Marcus, once again for joining me and, you know, gracing your presence on this podcast. It's a pleasure to have you. And we learned a lot from you. And I hope you listeners can take away from what Marcus has told us. Enjoy the process. Throw away that bad stress. Turn that into good stress. Have a good support system. And last but not least, you know, lay that foundation for future generations and future students coming up through the ranks because you want to lead by example and you want to be that difference maker in your community. So, um, I appreciate what you're doing, Marcus, and continue the good work, man. Anything that you want to say before we close up? Um, just uh, thank you, David, for you know giving me the opportunity to speak with everyone. And again, I hope everyone in, enjoys their summer and you know everyone stays safe throughout this time. I know it's a different time for all of us, but um, we'll persevere as we have and always will. So again, thanks everyone and. Enjoy the rest of y'all's day and summer. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Marcus. And uh, all right, guys, we'll see you in later episodes. Hope you enjoy this episode and hope you continue to listen. Follow us on Instagram at soulpurpose 20 and DM us if you have any thoughts or any concerns, any questions that you want to get addressed on this podcast. We'll talk about anything and everything, even though it might be related to podiatry. We can talk about whatever. I'm up for anything. So Follow us and listen to us on Spotify. It's on Apple Podcasts as well, too. So type in Soul Purpose and you'll find us. And hope you're enjoying. Have a good rest of the day and see you all soon. Bye.